Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, Believe podcast, the network for professionals. A lot lot of things to get to today in terms of the four Tobacco Road schools. We'll touch on uh, all all three that played last week, UNC, Wake, and Duke's performances. Also, we'll get to... uh, to the best bets and picks for the ACC this week. We'll also rank the uh, the ACC tiers as well. It, it is early November. I do want to put out a little bit, of, I guess, of a PSA. Normally, of course, with these Tobacco Road schools, we would be getting into basketball talk, of course, and that probably would have started a couple weeks ago. But uh, because of the fact that we don't really know the full schedule yet. That's the reason I've kind of held off on getting into that. So just uh, you know, be pa- be patient. Next week or two, I promise we'll start getting into uh, the basketball talk for these uh, these four schools as uh, as well. But to uh, start off the show today, uh, UNC of course coming off the the loss to Virginia this past week and just a you know gut wrenching loss for the Tar Heels because. This was the game. This was a game they had to have if they wanted to be in contention for the uh, for the ACC uh, championship. It seems um, not not necessarily. They could still find a way to work their way backdoor their way in there, but they they'd have to have some other things play out in their favor. This is when they had they had to have pretty much every game left on their schedule in order to control their des- their their destination or their own destiny, I guess, as you would say. Uh, but but UNC's biggest problem, make no bones about it, is the, the defense can't stop anybody. Uh, their their tackling is horrible. Uh, you know, as far as their scheme, I, they, they just have a really hard time getting stops defensively. Uh, I mean, Virginia just ran it all day. 51 carries, 210 yards. For a team in today's college football to line up and run it 51 times at you, that should tell you that they know you're weak. Uh, you know, they only average four yards a carry, but it's the willingness to do that. Uh, you know, the fact that, you know, Shane Simpson averaged 8.8 yards per carry. He had eight carries for 70 yards from Virginia. Uh, you know, they ran it for three touchdowns. And Brennan Armstrong has not been a terrific quarterback this season as far as throwing it, but he was 12 of 22 for 208 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. So a, a solid day for him. Uh, they had 418 yards of offense, um, and also, you know, UNC lost the turnover battle. Uh, Virginia did a nice job taking care of the ball, minus that one interception. UNC fumbled it four times. They lost it two of those times, but, you know, four fumbles is just way too much to have in any game. It doesn't even matter if you get them all back. Uh, that shows a, a lack of being able to, uh, you know, control the ball or take care of the ball. Um, and offensively, I mean, the heels weren't that bad. Uh, you know, if, if you take away the sacks uh, that Sam Howell sustained, is give Virginia's defense credit. They they did a very nice job of uh, of getting to him, especially Charles Snowden with his four sack performance. They recorded five sacks, so Sam Howell goes into the rushing column for eleven rushes for negative twenty five. Uh, if you take that away, you know, Michael Carter and Javante Williams between the two of them. Ran it 22 times uh, for a total of 118 yards. So they weren't bad in terms of rushing the ball. They, they Michael Carter averaged over seven yards per carry. The problem was UVA did such a good job controlling possession that it put 
and, and Carolina fell behind, so it put Carolina's back against the wall, and Sam Howell was forced to throw it a lot more. Uh, you know, the Heels ran 31 plays on offense, whereas Virginia ran 73. Or, excuse me, they ran 61 plays on offense. The the Hoos ran 73, so a uh, 12-play difference there. Uh, Sam Howe had a terrific day, 443 yards, four touchdowns, uh, and an 80, no interceptions and an 84 QBR. Uh, I think under normal circumstances, we would be talking about Sam Howe uh, you know, having a ACC Player of the Week type of performance if they won the game. Uh, but the problem was the defense was so bad that the offense could just never keep up. And that's something that if UNC wants to be a serious threat in the ACC going forward, that's something they've got to fix. They've got to do a better job of, of getting stops. They don't have to be great with the offense they've got. But they've got to do a better job of getting just a few stops a game uh, because, you know, <laughs> the, the, the efficiency that Virginia showed on offense uh, was truly troubling. And, and the fact that, you know, 30, over 34 and a half minutes of possession for, uh, for UVA uh, and they ran 12 more plays. They got UNC outgained them by 118 yards. Uh, but Virginia was just more efficient offensively and did a better job of keeping uh, UNC off the field, and that ended up being the uh, being the, the true difference uh, in the uh, in the win loss column. Uh, we'll touch on UNC's game this uh, this coming week uh, in a few minutes when we get into the uh, the bets and picks part of the uh, the podcast. But the defense remains the uh, the problem for the uh, for the heels at this point, and there's uh, there's no debate about that. Speaking of teams that have gotten a lot better defensively in the last few weeks, how about the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, who are now 4-2 overall and 3-2 in conference play, coming off their 38-14 win over Syracuse defensively on Saturday. They held Syracuse to 221 yards of offense on 56 plays. Uh, They were fantastic offensively. I mean, they held Syracuse to just 4.2 yards per attempt through the air and 3.6 yards uh, on the ground. So a terrific performance by the Deacons defensively. Uh, They also forced three turnovers as well, so did a really nice job uh, in the uh, the turnover column. Uh, The running game continues to be efficient for for Wake. Uh, Christian Beal-Smith and Kenneth Walker III. Uh, Walker had three touchdowns on Saturday. They aren't throwing a lot of touchdowns, the Deeks, but they've been efficient. They've been effective throwing the ball. Sam Hartman, 19-33, 250 yards, and a, a touchdown for, uh, for Wake Forest on Saturday. And they, I, think they're, I think Wake has actually thrown the fewest touchdowns in the ACC. But the good news is, if you're uh, Sam Hartman and, and, and Wake Forest, he is... He has completed, uh, he has thrown over 1,200 yards, uh, has a 67.9 QBR, and has not thrown any interceptions. So Sam Hartman has done uh, a very nice job taking care of the ball this uh, this season. You'd like his completion percentage to be a little bit higher, but he has done a, a pretty nice job taking care of the ball. So that's certainly something that uh, that Wake Forest has to be uh, be thrilled about has been his play. Uh, at this point, at least in terms of, uh, of taking care of the ball and, and give, like I said, I mean, I've been saying it the last couple weeks, but give Coach Clawson and his staff a ton of credit because they have done a miraculous job in turning this season around. It would have been easy for Wake to just say, you know what, this year ain't it. 
and <laughs> just moved on. But they have done a, a really nice job uh, in terms of, uh, of turning this season around. And now they look like uh, if we have a bowl season, which is, of course, a big if with COVID and everything, but now it looks like they are destined to probably be a bowl team uh, because you have they're off this week. Your remaining schedule, UNC, Duke, Miami, Louisville, Notre Dame. I think Wake stands a chance. Um, they, 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 they're probably going to be favored. They will be favored in two of those games. Big problem is you know, three of those games are on the road. But they will be favored in two of those games, definitely. Uh, and, and they can win four of those games. Uh, and I wouldn't even rule out the Notre Dame game necessarily, depending on what type of year Notre Dame's having at, uh, at that point. On December the uh, on December the twelfth, uh, Wake especially if Wake is rolling continues to roll and comes into that game with a ton of confidence, I certainly wouldn't rule that game out for the uh, for the Demon Deacons as well. So, uh, Coach Clawson and his company, that was and his staff, they have really done a terrific job in uh, turning this season around for the Demon Deacons. Also, give Duke a ton of credit. They picked up their second win on Saturday as they beat Charlotte 53-19. to Boy, was I wrong about this one. Uh, I, <laughs> I liked Charlotte to cover the spread of plus 9.5, plus 10, or something like that. But Duke realized Charlotte had a, a weakness, and they just lined it up and ran the ball right down their throat. <laughs> and the play calling is indicative of that. Duke ran it 34 times to just 17 passes, uh, and they ran it uh, efficiently at that did the Blue Devils, you know, 274 yards, six touchdowns, averaged over eight yards per uh, per carry. Uh, they forced two turn two fumbles as well. So Duke uh, doing what they had to do to uh, to pick up the win against Charlotte. Uh, the problem still remains for Duke that they don't really have a great passing game. Uh, Chase Bryce was eight of 14, just 106 yards and a QBR of 25.8. Uh, but they did do a nice job of picking up the uh, the win over Charlotte on Saturday. Maybe gives the uh, the Demon Deacons some confidence, or excuse me, the Blue Devils some confidence uh, going forward. Uh, before we get into our picks and best bets of the uh, the week, wanted to rank the uh, the ACC tiers. Earlier in the season, we were talking about how there there were three tiers. There was uh, the good tier at the top that had three or four teams in it. Uh, and then there was the middle tier that had a bunch of teams in it. And then there was the bottom tier that had about four tiers in it. Well, I think there's been a lot of separation in terms of the tiers over the last couple weeks. So I wanted to, uh, to redo that this week. Uh, tier one, Clemson is alone here. Until I see Notre Dame play Clemson, get on the same field as them, and maybe win the game with, uh, with Trevor Lawrence out, I'm not putting Notre Dame on that uh, that tier just yet. Uh, they do headline tier two, though. I think Notre Dame and Miami are alone on tier two. These two teams have been uh, the most consistent in terms of their play and in terms of being the biggest threats potentially to Clemson going forward, despite what happened <laughs> to Miami when they played Clemson. Um, they've been a lot better since that game and have been a uh, been a pretty consistent team since that uh, since that game took place, tier three gets kind of interesting and is probably the one of the more crowded tiers. But I think tier three and this you know is kind of around the the middle of the pack area. But I think Wake Forest, UNC, Virginia Tech, and Boston College are the teams on tier three. Wake has done a tremendous job uh, defensively in terms of you know 
building their team back up and has done a nice job bouncing back this uh, this season. UNC has just been too inconsistent, but the talent is there. We see it week in and week out. They just can't get stops defensively, but the talent is there for this uh, for this team. Uh, also, UNC beat Virginia Tech and Boston College, uh, and those were both relatively close games. Virginia Tech, like I said, competitive with uh, with UNC, uh, barely lost to Wake Forest, so competitive in both those those games. So it makes sense to have them on the same tier. Uh, and, and then, you know, I know Virginia Tech blew Boston College out, uh, but I think Boston College just had a really bad day during that game, and I think they're actually better uh, than what they showed in that, in that game. Uh, so that's why I have Boston College on Tier 3. Tier 4 just has two teams. This is where I've got NC State and Virginia. NC State would be on Tier 3 if Devin Leary was playing quarterback. Um, that's been the that's the biggest problem for NC State at this point. They they are really I, I like NC State's team. It's just injuries at this point that have you know held them back and dropped them uh, to this tier. Uh, they beat this Virginia team, obviously. I think Virginia you know has shown particularly on the defensive side of the ball, uh, and you know they they've demonstrated the ability to run the ball as well. And I thought they did a really nice job in terms of their play calling and the way they attacked. Uh, UNC, so give them uh, a ton of credit for that, and I think they're slightly better uh, than the two teams I have on Tier 5, which are Pitt and Georgia Tech. Uh, they're alone on Tier 5. Th- these two teams have shown, you know, Pitt has, early in the season, Pitt showed a lot of ability, um, and they just haven't been able to deliver that on a consistent basis. Uh, Georgia Tech is a young team, that I think uh, is capable of beating a lot of teams in this uh, this conference. It's a big thing of just you know putting it together for a full you know full sixty minutes of uh, of ball, and I just don't think they've been able to do that yet. And then tier six, I mean, these have been the most inconsistent teams that uh, just have not shown a ton of promise so far this season. That's Florida State, Duke, Louisville, and Syracuse. So those are the uh, the six tiers. That uh, that I divided these teams into in terms of the uh, in terms of the ACC hierarchy uh, this uh, this season. Uh, so now time for the best bets and picks for this week, uh, which is week ten in college football. If you can, if you can believe that, there's going to be more weeks this season because of obviously you know staggered starts and people uh, not starting the season on time because of uh, of COVID. But still kind of crazy to realize that we're in week ten. At, uh, at this point, we start off the week on Friday night with the Tobacco Road School in action. You've got NC State hosting Miami. Uh, Miami is a 10-point favorite. The Canes have been pretty consistent over the la- ever since the loss to, uh, to Clemson. I-, I know they struggled a little bit against uh, Virginia, but Virginia did just pull off a, a win over UNC, so give the uh, give the Hoos some credit there. Uh, but uh, Miami is it. This has kind of gone back and forth between a ten to ten and a half point line. I, I think Miami, uh, without Devin Leary at quarterback, um, I know NC State's coming off a bye, but I, I just don't see it for them offensively. I think Miami will load up to stop the run, uh, make one of the uh, make whatever NC State quarterback gets the start have to throw the ball. And I think ultimately the uh, the Canes uh, will be able to, uh, to cover that 10 to 10 and a half point spread. I like them by about 14 to 17 points in this contest. So I like Miami in that spot. Uh, also, in terms of the uh, the ACC with uh, with noon kickoffs, you've got UNC on the road at Duke. 
Uh, the Heels are a 10.5-point favorite. Last I checked, bad spot for Duke because UNC is going to come out screaming mad. Duke can't throw the ball all that well. Uh, don't trust Chase Bryce much at all. And I think UNC is going to come out and take out their frustrations on Duke. Even if they struggle to stop the run, I just don't think Duke is going to be able to keep up with the heels. And I think UNC ends up winning this game uh, pretty big. So I like them to cover the 10.5 points. Uh, also, uh, in that noon hour, you've got Liberty, who is the ranked team in this matchup <laughs> at Virginia Tech. Liberty, the number 25 ranked team in this country, in the country. The Flames are a 14 and a half point dog, and I'm on Liberty here. I think, you know, Virginia Tech has struggled to be consistent this year at times. Uh, this is an important game for both these teams. It's huge for Liberty in terms of recruiting in state and what it could do for them. Uh, it's a program that's been on the rise anyway, but if you can get a win over Virginia Tech, uh, that would be monumental for uh, for Liberty. Uh, and I think they cover the 14 and a half point spread. I just you know haven't been you know Virginia Tech just has not been consistent this season. I, I do think the Hokies probably win the game, uh, but I think Liberty keeps it within two touchdowns. So I like the uh, the Flames to cover. Uh, you've got Boston College on the road at Syracuse. The Eagles are a 14-point favorite, and there is no reason to bet Syracuse. Syracuse <laughs> has no clue what they want to do offensively. They are a team that is absolutely lost right now and is lacking talent. So all on Boston College minus the 14. Uh, you've got Pitt at Florida State. Uh, I think Florida State is a two-point favorite, which is a, basically a pick em. I have no clue here. Stay away. Um, these two teams are so inconsistent, have been so inconsistent over the last few weeks. Florida State is probably only the favorite because this game is in Tallahassee. But who knows what you're going to get from this, uh, this Seminoles team. I just would not, uh, would not touch the line in this situation. Uh, Louisville at Virginia is the ACC Network game on Saturday night. This is another one that I don't know. Um, you know, Virginia, the fact that it's at Virginia, I kind of lean to the who's. Um, and, and you know, I think Louisville struggles defensively are such that, you know, it, it, it could be easy to believe that Virginia is going to run all over them, but I, I like, but Virginia's defense has struggled at times if we're being honest. And I think Cunningham certainly has the ability to put up numbers and this Louisville offense could, could potentially outscore UVA. So because of that, I, and I think UVA is a slight favorite, uh, but because of that, going to stay away in this situation as well and just say that I have no clue. Uh, and then the primetime game, the game that uh, the ACC has been waiting for all season, you've got Clemson at Notre Dame. Uh, and at Notre Dame, last I saw, was a five-point dog, five-and-a-half-point dog in this situation. Uh, and that number just seems a little too high to me. Uh, like if it, it, To me, it shouldn't be any higher than like three and a half, and then I could see taking Clemson. But you just don't know, like, like the, the backup quarterback for, for Clemson, DJ, uh, and I'm not going to try to say his last name. I don't want to butcher the kid's, the kid's last name, and I haven't done a good enough job of, of learning it yet. But I, he was really good on Saturday against, uh, against Boston College. He was not the reason they fell behind. He did not play bad at all. He had a fantastic day in part, really. Um, but Clemson got off to a really slow start defensively. And I, I think 
part of that was because they were a little a little down to start the game. They didn't have Trevor Lawrence. There was a lot working against them, and also they were at home against Boston College. Uh, I just you know kind of question how jacked up they were going on the road. Uh, to Notre Dame, I don't think the Clemson defense is going to get off to that kind of start again. So I like Clemson to win the game, but it, it's hard for me to. It, it's hard for me with a backup quarterback that's never been never played a road game. It's hard for me to go with the the five and a half points for uh, for Clemson. I I think Notre Dame covers five and a half. Now, if that line gets down to like three and a half or three, then I would probably take Clemson. Uh, on game day, but right now I would take uh, take Notre Dame plus the five and a half. It'll be interesting to see how the trends uh, continue to uh, to go as far as that goes. It certainly won't swing as much as the election betting did on uh, on election night. Not to get into politics, not not going to talk politics, but if you guys pay attention to that at all, there <laughs> there was a point on election night where Donald Trump was minus 775 to win the election after starting the day as an underdog on Tuesday. And then come Wednesday, Joe Biden is minus 600 last time I looked. So that, that's a monstrous uh, swing. So I don't think Clemson and Notre Dame will swing like that, but I could see that number uh, moving a little bit as we get closer to game day. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. As always, you can get it where you get podcasts, uh, Apple, Spotify. Also, uh, you can get it at Believe, uh, Believe's website, Believe.com as well. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you tune back in next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.